Phantom, which is a crypto wallet. It's kind of similar to uh, MetaMask, kind of in-browser. And uh, it's been previously on the Solana wallet. Mm-hmm. And now it is going to be deployed to Ethereum. And I wanted to see it for myself because I have not had any experience actually with Phantom t- to date. Does that... Um, that will displease the soul maxis. Yeah, that, that we're about to get roasted. <laughs> I, well, it's I'm, true. I will also be joining you in that this will be the first time I've seen uh, the Phantom Wallet. But from everyone that I know uh, in the crypto world uh, who goes across all the chains, much more than, than you and I have the, have the time for, they, they say that their favorite thing it. about Solana is the Phantom Wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Phantom, uh, they announced that they're coming to the Ethereum la- layer one and also Polygon. Uh, and so uh, the joy that is Phantom Wallet is about to be able to be experienced by the Ethereum side of things. So, Ryan, I'm happy to have you join me on one of these Alpha Leak episodes. <laughs> yeah. Am I doing it right? Is this going <laughs> yeah. okay so far? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, I'm super excited, honestly. Like, And this is more than just a conversation. I think we're going to actually see some live demos here of mm-hmm. uh, of what's going on, what, what Phantom is about to release. Uh, guys, before we get into it, I want to tell you about another tool that is essential for your bankless journey. That tool is called Opolis. Mm-hmm. David, tell me about Opolis. Opolis. Yeah. So there's a bunch of things that we like to do in the world of Web3. We like to work for a DAO, or perhaps we like to be an NFT artist. Things that are confusing to typical nation state employment structures. Uh, <laughs> do you? How do you manage payroll? How do you manage healthcare? How do you manage uh, your taxes uh, when you are working on the frontier in ways that the nation state doesn't understand? Well, Opolis is here to help you do what you do best, which is continue to be working on the frontier of Web3, while also uh, being compliant with taxes and also getting healthcare. Uh, Opolis is a co-op. Uh, and so everyone who is a part of the Opolis ecosystem, they all come together and then Opolis negotiates for better and better healthcare uh, rates and services from uh, because of how many people that they have uh, in the Opolis co-op, they are able to negotiate healthcare services for their co-op members. Also, because it's a co-op, uh, if you sign up for Opolis, you also become an owner of Opolis. Sounds pretty damn Web three to me. Uh, and so, if you join soon by the end of this month, by December thirty first, you get a thousand work tokens, which is the token of the Opolis co-op, and a thousand bank tokens as well. There is a link in the show notes for you to get started, so you can continue pioneering out the frontier with healthcare because the frontier yes. is dangerous. All right, that that is important, of course. Independent contractors in crypto, you absolutely need to check this out. All right, David, uh, do we want to say anything more? about phantom so um actually i i don't know the details Mm -hmm. in terms of when they're deploying so i'm hoping to ask that from the phantom guys i'm also hopeful to see kind of a demo Mm -hmm. of what this looks like ideally the demo that's kind of multi-chain so showing us like ethereum and matic what else should uh viewers pay attention to today yeah i think that well first off the ethereum ecosystem could definitely use some competition in the wallet space uh metamask definitely dominates uh rainbow is definitely growing in market share but more wallets competing with other wallets is always great and sounds like phantom uh, is doing uh, is ent- entering the ring of competition in the ethereum ecosystem uh which you know competition is great for the consumer i'm also i also want to ask about because uh, like on the metamask side of things there's always like the infura backend uh it's not it is controversial even though it shouldn't be uh but we will ask about that like how how does transactions get broadcasted how what is the back end of the solana wallet as well how bankless is it how, how bankless fully is autonomous it? Yeah. is it exactly yeah, yeah. but i think I those think- are the big uh, angles to, to pay attention to well guys we'll be right back with uh brandon and francesco from um francesco from phantom but before we do we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible 
All right, guys, we are here with the Phantom team to talk about Ethereum's newest wallet. Um, I'm expecting big things from this, guys. No pressure, but <laughs> I've heard so much about Phantom. want to kind of see this. Uh, we've got Brandon, who's the COO and co-founder, and Francesco, who is the CTO and co-founder. Guys, welcome to Bankless. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, so uh, I would say welcome to Ethereum, but you guys are like, you've been on Ethereum before, and you've been building on Ethereum previous to Phantom. Uh, can you tell us about that? And like, let me be maybe one of the first to say, welcome back to Ethereum, if no one's ever said that on a podcast with you. Uh, it's great to have Phantom entering the ecosystem. We're very excited. But can you can you tell us about your stories in crypto, how you started Phantom? Awesome. Yeah, first of all, thanks so much for having us uh, on the show. Uh, super exciting to kind of give everyone uh, a preview of, of what's to come from our side uh, and what to expect. And uh, yeah, long time, long time listener. So uh, pretty surreal to, to be on here. So appreciate it. Cheers. Um, cool. Yeah, well, I can I can kind of get started. Just talk a little bit about, you know, how, how we got started, how we how we ended up where we are. Because um, you guys have some experience like before Phantom. Take us to the before Phantom days and then the story of, of Phantom. Totally. So um, Francesco, myself and Chris, who's the third co-founder, uh, we all got our start in crypto around 2017. So if you remember that sort of the, uh, the previous hype cycle, all about ICOs, white papers, sort of Ethereum's come up. Um, and we all got our start at a crypto startup called ZeroX, uh, which is a company that develops decentralized exchange technology, um, sort of in, in the Ethereum DeFi space. And uh, we kind of got our start actually before DeFi was was even coined uh, as a term. Yeah, Xerox um, was a, a 2017 darling. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, good good times. Um, didn't, didn't Lake coin the term or someone at Xerox was involved in coining the term DeFi? Yeah, there was like a, a bit of a, a story there. There's sort of a like a telegram group where, where DeFi was originally coined. And uh, we, had, we had a couple of coworkers in that group. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, you know, that's kind of how we got, we got started. Um, and yeah, that was a really different time. It was basically the whole DeFi Web3 space was really emerging from this sort of primordial goop of, of the permissionless blockchain. Um, and everyone was just sort of like, you know, working in their lanes, trying to figure things out. And so the area that we were, um, you know, very fortunate to be able to work on was this decentralized exchange area. Um, and from basically the course of 2017 and 2021, so about four years, uh, we were you know, uh, doubling down on decentralized exchange um, and had the uh, you know, great opportunity to work on a number of pretty widely used um, dApps uh, in the Ethereum space. So uh, one of them is called matcha.xyz, which is a DEX aggregator that you may have used or some of the listeners may have used. Uh, but basically, it's a it's a DAP that helps uh, a user get the best price possible for a swap by sort of scanning all the different types of decentralized exchanges out there. Um, and uh, we also worked on sort of the, the backend technology for that called Xerox API, which actually is used to power a number of swap experiences across the entire ecosystem. So that's kind of where we cut our teeth and uh, where we really got to um, get some experience building dApps at, at scale. And through that experience, we sort of uh, were able to uh, gain a couple of key insights. So the first insight that we gained was that 
the wallet is basically the bottleneck of growth for the entire Web3 ecosystem. Really? So once you start building a dApp and you get to a certain size and you say, hey, let's really start um, you know, being diligent about trying to grow the dApp, analyzing growth funnels and all of that, you end up realizing that every single funnel ends with sending over someone over to MetaMask. So whether that's on the signup flow, you ask someone to you know install a wallet, you kind of kick them out to MetaMask and hope that they return. And then even on core flows, like even on the swaps, every single flow terminates in, you know, a, a MetaMask pop-up and sort of praying that, you know, the wallet is sort of holding up its end of the bargain and properly guiding the user towards those, those last, last steps. Um, and so, yeah, we realized that, you know, wallets were, um, I think, not necessarily innovating at the pace that we would like, um, working at the application layer. Uh, and we decided, hey, like someone needs to kind of step up um, and push the competition here. And so that's kind of what how we decided to go after Phantom in the first place was was through our experience working at ZeroX. Is there any uh, part of the wallet ecosystem, the wallet uh, flow or UX that uh, you really identify as like, damn, damn, this is really broken. I would like to fix this. This part is not being innovated upon. Somebody should do this. Maybe we should do it. Was there any, any what, what, what like parts of the wallet world uh, you remember as like the things that you really wanted to target? Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, like I mentioned before, so there's two, two main areas. So there's one sort of like signing up for a DAP um, sort of necessitates you, uh, going over to a wallet and installing it. So the whole onboarding piece, um, to this day remains pretty, um, hard for normal users, but that's definitely one area that we were looking at and and wanting to innovate. And then the second is, uh, the actual, uh, transaction authorization. So, uh, when people are, um, you know, performing transactions and approving them, they usually don't know what they're doing. Um, they see some information about call data or um, addresses or something like that, but vast majority of people don't know what's going on. Uh, and it's very confusing. And so um, that's another area that we were looking to innovate. Can I ask you a question that's uh, been on the back of my mind? Um, we love that you guys are in Ethereum. What took you guys so long to get here? <laughs> and so like... Um, you know, is it, you started in the Solana and many of our Solana friends have always been very excited about, um, about, uh, the phantom for Solana. Um, uh, there's clearly a desire from the Ethereum community. Uh, why now? Can you talk about some of the decisions, uh, behind that? Yeah. Um, well, kind of going back to my like an initial intro. So we kind of had two two main insights actually that that guided us towards building Phantom. One was this idea that hey, um, working on the wallet is probably the highest leverage place that we can we can be to actually help grow the entire Web three ecosystem. Um, the second insight is that the world is moving towards a more multi chain future. Um, and actually, for me personally, the first time that that really kind of came to fruition for me was. Um, observing uh, the rise of Binance Smart Chain in 2020. And before Binance Smart Chain, it was pretty much unthinkable by anyone in the Ethereum community that as a user or developer, you would use anything other than Ethereum. Uh, but Binance Smart Chain really challenged that notion and really showed that, one, there was an appetite for faster and cheaper blockchains. 
But especially if you couple that with like the dis- the distribution of a giant like Binance, um, you can actually really kind of shift the landscape. And so the second major insight that we had was that the world was moving towards a more uh, multi-chain future. And so that's sort of the provenance of, of, of Phantom is a, a multi-chain MetaMask competitor. So then that brings me to your question, you know, kind of what took us so long to come to ETH and what kind of, what brought us down the path that we did. Um, we decided that we saw firsthand that how, how dominant MetaMask was on Ethereum and uh, understood that there are some very powerful network effects going on there and understood that it would be very difficult to compete head on with MetaMask. So what we decided to do, especially because we believe that the future would be multi-chain, was to basically carefully pick an alternate uh, uh, L1 blockchain to start our journey on, use that um, um, blockchain to sort of carve out our home turf, and then use the momentum, use that time on that blockchain to build momentum and sort of cut our teeth with the product, uh, and then sort of propel ourselves over to the kind of the next legs of our journey. Um, but the problem with that was that we ended up exploding in, uh, like Solana ended up exploding in, popular- in popularity and growth. And uh, we basically had to just double down just to survive, basically, and, uh, and, and ride the wave, so to speak. And so I think in an ideal world, we've had, we actually would have uh, come home a lot sooner, uh, so to speak. But um, yeah, we really had to basically double down to, to serve the, the community and, and all of the activity that was happening there. I think, by the way, partially because of Phantom, uh, Solana saw such such fantastic growth, like a very right. polished, a strong UX experience. And the wallet side helps with onboarding for sure. It was always yeah. part of the, sorry, it was always part of the roadmap. Um, we, actually, we actually even had, I think during our Solana beta, we had a EVM wait list. Uh, so we were very optimistic about when we would be able to ship multi-chain. Uh, and then, uh, then we just started gaining hundreds of thousands of users per week. And uh, the biggest, the biggest challenge that with that was like was spam basically. So we became a honeypot. Our users became like a target, and we had to build all this spam infrastructure and trust and safety infrastructure that took us, you know, many months. Um, so now we have an awesome support team. I think one of the best in the in the industry. Honestly, I, I heard you guys call MetaMask the support for Ethereum. We feel the, the very much the same way about. Phantom on Solana is like Help we are the, the, the support desk. Um, so we built all the all that, and we we can get into this later. But we also uh, and Brandon touched on it a little bit. But we got in. We we partnered. We actually incubated a company called Blowfish that builds this. It's sort of like a transaction firewall, transaction transaction antivirus service. So uh, instead of having this. Um, you know, don't trust verify contract, which is what it is today on, on MetaMask and other wallets where you're expected, sure, there's some information surface, but at the end, you're, you as a user are expected to make the final call about whether to execute the transaction, whether it's safe or not. Uh, we try to take some of the responsibility there now and we'll actually tell you whether, you know, what we think about it. So if we see something suspicious with the transaction, we'll actually flag it. And uh, we still let you like, click through and submit it. So we're not like blocking anything, but we just try to inform you in the best way that we can. 
about that. I, I think that is is a super important part of what we did too. Yeah, and there's a definitely like a, a philosophical choice here, right? MetaMask is uh, very is it's built with a very intentional philosophy about like user first. It doesn't, it wants to be kind of like bare metal, bare minimum, uh, mm. and really just push all power and control to the user. But a lot of modern users are like, well, can you kind of take care of me though? Can you kind of like, you know, yeah. if, if you tell me that if, if, can you tell me that this transaction I'm about to sign will drain my wallet, even if that is a, uh, you know, a pop-up that perhaps is a political choice. There's a lot of philo- philosophy there. So maybe that's something to keep in mind while we go through the wallet and see some of the features uh, that like, you know, there's actually like, you know, uh, I know like Dan Finley is kind of a, uh, at MetaMask, he's kind of a philosopher type and has very strong yeah. opinions about how wallets should get built. So maybe we can, we can talk about that as we go through the wallet, but guys, uh, I'd love to see it <laughs> because I'll totally admit I'm about to be embarrassed by the YouTube chat here. I actually personally have not seen the phantom wallet. Uh, can we whip out some images so I can kind of get my eyes on it? Well, we have a demo of you on images or a demo. Uh, that, demo. demo, 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 demo. Wait, wait, what does the chat want, David? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the chat wants the demo. I'll I'll, I'll speak for them because well, there's a lag time, so <laughs> they're going to see this moment in about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Give them the demo, no matter what. Yeah. All right. What are we seeing here? Sharing my screen. So, and uh, Brandon, feel free to chime in here whenever. Um, what you're about to see is <laughs> is the Phantom multi-chain beta build. So. This is not available to users yet. It'll be available uh, next week or two. So no one's seen uh, this. No one has seen this. This is an alpha leak. Exclusive he said it. Alpha leak. He said it. <laughs> wow, Sorry. these shows are great. I should join them more often, David. <laughs> um, so if you want to sign up, this you can sign up at phantom.app slash waitlist, by the way. Right. Um, yeah, let's get started. So I'll, I'll use this bankless background because it's, it's way nicer. Agreed. And uh, anything, anything, anything you want to say, Brandon, before I open? No, yeah, go for it. One, one challenge. So is if as we're going, we should you could say a few things because there's going to be some people that are actually listening to this in podcast form. Mm. I remind you, like YouTube, Bankless comes on YouTube and also Spotify has a video version of this. Um, but if you could, as you're going, Francesco, kind of just describe a little, a little bit for people who don't sure. have the visual in front of them. Sure. I guess one, um, one thing I'll add before we get started is that, yeah, we're going through the browser extension version, but everything that you see here is also available, uh, as a mobile app on both, uh, iOS and Android as well. Sweet. Correct. Okay. So I'm just unlocking my phantom wallet and bam, we're in. So. The first thing you'll notice is um, that you see Ethereum, Solana, and Polygon all in one account. So that is how we're modeling uh, multi-chain Phantom. So there's this concept of quote-unquote multi-chain accounts. So instead of instead of having to switch between a Solana account and an Ethereum account or a Polygon account, you sort of have them have these blended views, and we try to abstract the underlying chain as much as possible. Um, so if you hover over the copy tooltip, you'll actually see all three addresses. And of course, the Ethereum and Polygon, Polygon ones are the same, but we don't. We try not to make any assumptions about what our users know. Um, so it's tempting to have like an EVM row here or something, but I think as we add more chains, we'll, we'll be very explicit about you know what your address is on an EVM chain, even though it's like the same. 
Um, so you'll never see like this EVM concept in here, really. You'll just see like Ethereum, Polygon, and whatever, whatever other chains support. Um, that's it for the home screen. Uh, Brandon, I'll, I'll let you chime in if you want to say something. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. This is this is the home screen. Like Francesco uh, mentioned, yeah, we sort of, uh, as a user, you have you have an account. Uh, each account has a as a grouping of addresses, uh, which may be a, a slightly different concept uh, to someone who's familiar with MetaMask, where they just sort of have one address per account. Uh, but this mo mental model is actually not so different from what you might expect from an experience on Coinbase, for example. And so, so you... what do you mean by an account? So I get like, so, okay, let's say I have, um, let's say I have like uh, five Ethereum addresses, public Ethereum addresses, and then I have like, you know, five others on Polygon. Mm -hmm. um, those are the addresses. What's what's the account? Is the, the account the one thing that I have with Phantom? What's the, kind of the account level that you're aggregating? Yeah, the nomenclature around accounts is always interesting. So... Typically, you know, in a wallet, you'd call these addresses accounts. So I, I believe MetaMask calls them that as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're just calling them multi-chain accounts. So it's sort of this, as, as Brandon said, this this grouping of addresses across all the chains is one account in Phantom. So if you have if you have five Polygon addresses that you want to import, so that's gonna be another important thing to say. Say say you have a a, a seed phrase with a bunch of ETH addresses on it, you'd be able to import those into Phantom and you'd still have your five ETH addresses be imported and you'd be able to switch between them. But each of those accounts, each of those single chain accounts will have been magically multi-chainified and they will have corresponding Solana accounts as well. Corresponding Solana accounts as well. <laughs> I might be getting a little bit into the weeds, but... Okay. Um, Maybe we need well, to see more to see how this works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll one one question I have for you on this interface here is like, all right, so we got some Ether on Ethereum, we got some Soul on Solana, and we got some Matic on Polygon. But Matic, I could I could actually send that to the Ethereum layer one. So if I had Matic on my Ethereum address, would that how would that be displayed here? Yeah. So we you know we support all Polygon and Ethereum ERC twenties too. So all all tokens show up here. Okay, but and how, in their how, aggregated form, right? In an aggregated form. Oh, that's that's a great question, actually. So, right. How do I know what network they're on? Is the question. But I don't happen to have any other tokens in this wallet except for span tokens, which I will unhide just to show you this. Oh, cool. Um, well, they're all on Solana, but this should be good enough. These so, like quality tokens. Yeah, these are flip.gg. So, so that is the good question. So, for for native assets, we we sort of just have these uh, one off icons. Mm -hmm. But for any other asset, we'll show you the icon of the asset. And ah, perfect. Oh, that's smart. Love it. Love it. So you, you right. can expect Polygon logo and Ethereum logo here as well. Very smart. So but, so if you had it on both chains, it would show you both logos. Correct. And correct. Have it, if you have it on five chains, it's all five logos. We have some ideas about like, you know, USDCs across a lot of chains and being able to click in and, and then seeing. So like this uh, aggregated balance view, but we, yeah. we have not. Gotcha. There's a lot of ideas around that, but haven't done it yet. Okay, okay, got it. Cool. Um, I think it's time to move on to the NFT tab. Right, we're we're going to get at some point in this conversation um, into like when is this actually going to arrive, right? Because we're in beta version, you guys haven't deployed, but that's on everyone's mind. You don't have to answer it now. I want to we want to tease people, and uh, <laughs> but um, yes, be thinking about your answer for that <laughs> because we're going to ask. 
Oh, we, we have an answer. Good. Uh, but we're also happy to tease the audience if you like. All right. Yep. Tease. Cool. So moving into the NFT tab. Um, so I will say this is one differentiator between us and MetaMask on the extension, at least, um, that we show NFTs. Um, so I have several hundred NFTs in here. Um, you can click into the collection. So this is the pop heads collection on Solana. Then click again to see the actual NFT. Um, we actually added up. So a lot of these features are not even available to Solana users. So we rewrote, uh, we rewrote the app completely for multi-chain. Wow. Which maybe answers your question about why it took us so long too. Um, <laughs> like what would a, what would the list button do here? So you can actually list this on Magic Eden. Magic Eden. So with um, well, is Magic Eden is now on Ethereum? Are they moving to Ethereum or they're, something? They're so this is a Solana. Yeah. So maybe that's another important uh, concept is this in the same way as the home tab, this is a blended view of your NFTs. So, ah. um, so these I are just happen, NFTs. These are solid NFTs right now. And we are we will buy an ETH NFT on this call. On this call? Okay. Do yes. we have a recommendation? Ooh, do you guys do sound <laughs> NFTs? Pardon? Do you guys do sound NFTs? You, they could buy into the bankless collection, David. <laughs> you can buy NFTs. I do so, like how you can list a an NFT straight from the wallet. That is probably a fantastic user experience. I would expect people to uh, to nor like people to expect to just to have. So okay, so it tells you what the floor price and tells you the original purchase price. And so, see, one, here's a philosoph philosophical choice that I'm seeing here. You have the ability to list an NFT straight from the wallet on a specific marketplace, right? So this is a choice that Phantom Wallet has made on its users about a particular NFT marketplace that it has chosen to be the place to go. Uh, can you talk about a little bit of the, uh, why why that choice, right? Because if uh, if I wanted to put on like my, my open source maxi hat, I would say like you guys are making a kingmaker out of Magic Eden by just like routing the NFT liquidity there. Can you talk about that choice? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. Um, so yeah, it's important to note that, you know, there's the experience that you have inside the walls of the wallet, mm -hmm. um, but then there's also the experience of browsing any Web3 application you want outside of the wallet. And mm -hmm. so um, even though we provide a lot of in interesting convenience features in the wallet, you can always bring your wallet around you uh, or with you to any application you want, whether that's OpenSea or Blur or something else and use them there. Uh, but we do offer certain convenience things directly into the wallet. Um, and yeah, I'd say the choice that we made there is, is mostly around sort of safety and security. So when we, uh, put something directly into the wallet, we're basically making an implicit, uh, guarantee around, uh, you know, the safety and security of that. And so we don't want to add any random marketplace that shows up. Uh, we actually do want to make sure we vet, um, the marketplace, the team, the integration, et cetera. Uh, before we say like, hey, this is safe for users. Um, is, so that's a little there, bit. Is that, that tied into your business model at all? Like, do, is that kind of like, do you get a referral commission? Is that part of how you monetize this thing? Because like a wallet is free, but mm -hmm. of course, like MetaMask, for for example, monetize it in various ways, right? They have like kind of a liquidity provider. They they take a portion of fees. Mm -hmm. Is there something like that about Phantom that just uh, people should be generally familiar with? Yeah. So on the third tab there, we do have an in. Uh, wallet swapper. 
uh, which is very similar to MetaMask. And like MetaMask, we uh, basically take a fee on certain pairs uh, when you trade there. That's sort of described when you are uh, sort of checking out. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the business model is something that we're still, still everyone's sort of figuring out in the wallet space, but the so way that's that we're- piece, sort of... But like the NFT listing, you're not receiving any commission on if you list it on uh, Magic Eden versus OpenSea or something. Is that correct? Not the moment, uh, but it's something that uh, actions that we take Basically, the way we think about it is that we want to bring the best of ecosystems directly into the wallet, the best of different verbs or actions that you'd like to take. And all those are potential, um, potential, um, yeah, surface areas where we can like add a convenience fee or, or do something. Are there plans to integrate OpenSea? Uh, no concrete plans at the moment, but also no concrete blockers, just, uh, sure. yeah, just a matter of prioritization. Cool. Yeah. Okay. For what it's worth, this this feature was designed in such a way that we can support multiple providers. It just so happens that Magic Union is extremely dominant on Certainly. on Solana, so we decided to go with them first. Well, that's cool. So NFTs in the browser in the extension, of course, all of this is is the same user experience, really, but very similar. So these are all iOS. these are all NFTs that you own. Can you also browse NFTs broadly, or only the so, ones that you own? Right now, it's only the ones that you own. Okay. Uh, on the mobile experience, we have uh, we have a fifth tab, which is the um, browser, mm-hmm. and we used to surface some recommendations in there. But of course, Apple wasn't happy about that, so we can get to that too. But um, no, it's basically <laughs> yours, only yours. Mm-hmm. If, cool. if you scroll down there, you can actually see that there's an ENS in here as well. You know, uh, maybe. Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, so we have this phantom vault.eth uh, ENS in there. That is cool. Okay, so we've gone through kind of two tabs at the high level. Is there anything else on the, the other thing to call out? Is uh, I think one thing we've learned um, is that a lot of NFT experiences are designed around, especially in wallets, or just, it feels like they're designed around users having maybe hundreds uh, or, or tens or hundreds of NFTs, but we just find that our users have thousands. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, so that's actually pretty common, and um, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's challenging for us. One one way, one reason, or and for them as well. So like, we, that's why we added search. Uh, we also so just to show you, um, like you're easily able to navigate to the specific NFT that you own. Um, and we also have like a we have a lot of management features as well that we coming out. So. You can pin the collections you want to surface, bring those to the top of your of your collectibles tab. You can hide the collection if you, you know, don't want to see it. Um, you can report it as spam. So we we've added a lot of you know, given that our users have literally thousands of NFTs, we've we've uh, added features to help them manage them because um, it can be can be really hard just to even find your NFT if you don't have this. Right, right. That's really good, guys. Yeah, that's that's an important note that I want to double click on is that. Um, sort of our experience on Solana has been really interesting because we've sort of, we've seen, we've taken a peek into the future of what an ultra low fee environment looks like, um, and the different types of issues Mm -hmm. and problems that appear there. Um, and yeah, basically TLDR is that, um, people love to collect a lot of NFTs. Um, so yeah, most, a lot of users actually have thousands of, of NFTs, and some some users actually also have 
hundreds of wallets that they manage with. Well, that's what, what I think is cool. It's like back to kind of philosophies of, you know, MetaMask started with uh, Ethereum main chains expanding outward, right? Whereas you guys uh, started as like uh, in the Ethereum world, we might call it like a side chain or a different chain, the Solana ecosystem. And now you're expanding, expanding mm. in. And that gives you like the whole experience in Solana over the past, you know, 18 months. It's got to be like Ethereum on steroids, basically, right? And um, so you've solved some of those problems. You've already, you know, started to think about multi-chain. And um, it really, I think it like primes you guys to go, like, because the multi-chain thesis is correct. Um, like, I think that's been like shown it's correct. Now, there's still some question as to whether there'll be like dominant settlement layers versus a world of many side chains. As we've talked about this on Bankless for, for listeners, right? It's like kind of like the, the Ethereum one settlement layer and a whole bunch of layer twos uh, and the cosmos, everything's an app chain sort of notion. And mm -hmm. maybe there's some probably space in between where they kind of like uh, converge, but um, both of those visions are multi-chain to be clear, right? Like even in Ethereum with layer twos, you're going to have Arbitrum and Polygon and Optimism and, and all the ZK mm -hmm. sync, uh, ZK providers as well. And so, because you've already designed around that, that, that allows you to kind of expand uh, quicker. So I guess maybe I'm, I'm kind of leading up to, uh, rather than a statement, maybe sort of like a question, does this all make, um, layer two expansion fairly easy? Cause now you're all in a, you're in a straight EVM world and you started with, with kind of polygon, but like, it's gotta be, I don't know, like you tell me you're the, you're, you're the CTO Francesca. So, so <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but it's gotta be, once you're here in Ethereum land and EVM, pretty easy to sort of scale this out across other layer twos. Somewhat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so I, I think you're, you're right in that we were able to solve a harder problem up front, which is to support a non-EVM chain and, a, and an EVM chain at once. And in this case, two EVM chains and one non-EVM, because uh, that's, that's a lot harder than it is just to support multiple EVM chains. Um, and so we are really well positioned to add support for Arbitrum, Avalanche, uh, you know, L2s, what have you. But I will say that it's not as easy as you think because our, our integrations are actually very deep. So, you know, even going back to the home page, um, we, we actually uh, show you, unlike other wallets, in many cases, we, sh we show you all your tokens. So like, we have an index of like which tokens you own and make sure to surface those automatically. You don't have to add it. Uh, in the same way, getting NFT data is, is quite challenging for new chains. Um, supporting swapping for new for for on new chains is, can be somewhat challenging. Transaction history, same story. So um, I think there is it's it's really easy for us now to to add support for new chains in like a shallower shallower way. So like this like progressive enhancement. Uh, graceful degradation concept that you saw in, in browsers in the early days too. So we have that, we have that sort of concept. Uh, but, you know, so it's really important to think about like this degree of support concept. Um, it's definitely easy for us to like have light support, but the, the lift required to actually add all these features for a new chain is, is a uh, non-trivial. There was something that you said, uh, Francesco, about how you got, you Phantom got a taste of like a, what a low fee blockchain looks like. Uh, and it's always been mine and Ryan's philosophy that like the economics of a monolithic blockchain are unsustainable. 
Um, but we, again, we don't have to go into that. But like Solana, I think what what I got out of that is like Solana during its height of the bull run really got a taste of the future, right? It was ahead of the game. Uh, what happens when there are zero fees? You see a Cambrian explosion of more NFTs, more collection. And so like to me, this this wallet, whoever whoever's wallet this is with a bajillion NFTs in it is a taste of the future. You're muted, Ryan. Uh, really? Is a taste of the future, right? Where I expect everyone to have thousands of nfts across so many different ecosystems for whatever reasons that is the web3 future that i envision for the world solana got there first because of the low fees whether or not monolithic chains can are sustainable is a different story but we are going to see chains with basically zero fees for users in the long term the crypto world whatever your thesis is it will converge upon that so like i mean thousands of nfts david this sounds like deep like every are people, do people just get addicted to this stuff? Well, I like, mean, that's a real problem. Well, I don't, I wouldn't think of like thousands of collectibles, but like we got, a, we got a playing card here, right? Like so, so rare. And they're um, all your metaverse property that you Yes, own. exactly. Your, your, your swords, your playing cards, your mm-hmm. Pokemon, your whatever you want. Your any, like we, the whole point about crypto is that we get to make assets. Now that's our power. That's our superpower that we have. And now we get to explore that frontier of what, assets can we make that are cool to make and so like and it turns out people want thousands of them yes exactly <laughs> not yeah. just like dozens. Not, not just like a, uh-huh. a crypto punk and a crypto dick butt which is me but like you know all assets all the assets and so we need a wallet that can contain all of the assets, of assets. yeah yes that's correct it's actually really bad on polygon too like you, you can't really do anything on polygon without receiving a spam nft yeah um yeah, yeah. So spam nfts i think is is yeah, the, the dark side of that coin. Is just, <laughs> well, do you want to talk about a, do you want yeah, to talk about hitting collections and 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 going back to this trust and safety discussion? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I still want to talk about. There's that. Uh, the the chat is asking when Phantom Token, so I guess I'll have to ask <laughs> that token. But uh, first, guys, we have to cut to sponsors to th- help thank all these sponsors to help us go bankless. All right, Bankless Nation, we are back with the brand new Spiffy Phantom Wallet. And now we're going to start pressing some buttons, I think. Uh, we're going to press some buttons in the Phantom Wallet. I think we might buy some NFTs. Uh, guys, what buttons should we press first? Let's buy an ETH NFT. Let's do it. Wow. Which one? Right. Yeah, that, that's the big question is which one. We going, we going big? We going little? Yeah, we're buying a CryptoPunk, right? We, we've, we came prepared. We have uh, five, almost six ETH to spend Ooh. six ETH to spend Ooh, big spend. Yes. I d- dare we ask the chat how much of a delay is there between uh the feed and the chat David? about 10 seconds yeah there's 10 seconds all right so if we ask chat what nft should we buy oh they're gonna they're gonna come running yeah okay Let's, we should tweet it out what uh, let me tweet something out actually buy an NFT live. <laughs> we are live. we have five you're not gonna spend it all budget budget your marketing budget guys um let's see I'm going to live tweet this. While you work on that, we can talk about um, how it works, I guess. Yeah. That's tell all. us about how yeah. it works. Yeah. Sorry. So we're on Blur. So Blur is a, you know, ETH, uh, ETH NFT marketplace or aggregator. Um, so currently you have to, we're like compatible with these MetaMask connect buttons. Uh, we are working with people across the ecosystem, like the various uh, wallet connect modal solutions to add ourselves. Uh, and we, we expect to be in a, in a lot of them when we launch. Uh, but right now, I'm going to click MetaMask. It works. That's tight. How does that work? What happens if you also have MetaMask loaded up, though? 
It's a good question. Um, so it's there isn't, isn't actually a good standard on for this. So uh, I, I believe it's the it's the extension you install uh, second that dominates. So wait, you guys hijacked the MetaMask button? This is pretty common practice, actually. Um, wow, that's cool. We we might add an affordance. We don't want to ruin the experience, right? I mean, you should right. be able to use what wallet you want to use. Um, and to and to be clear, if MetaMask is installed after Phantom, MetaMask does that to right. Phantom, right? Right. Um, and so there are affordances around like, you know, being letting you choose, uh, but they're not really. We haven't really built them yet, so. Um, so yeah, you can see I mean, increased standard connect experience. I'm signed in. Um, oh, there's Tim Ferriss's NFTs. While you guys figure out which one to buy, we can just show you this transaction simulation feature. So uh, it, it might be too small on the screen, but I'm going to click buy now on this floor pudgy penguin. 4. Wow, 2, the pudgy 3. floor is at four. Good for the penguin. And uh, yeah, so it's actually the same experience that our Solana users are accustomed to. So we make it pretty simple. We just show you like what you're receiving and what you're sending or what you're paying for it. So it, it says Pudgy Penguin number 2722. And then it shows you in red that you're, you know, paying 4.23 ETH for it. Um, so this seems simple, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So the transaction is sort of being... This transaction in the origin as well is sort of being scanned to make sure that there's no malintent. It's making sure the website isn't a scam website. Mm. It's making sure there's not uh, attempts to like curtail the simulation. So like get away with the simulation. Um, there's all this analysis going on in the background. And if it had been a malicious transaction, you would get this big red warning that says, hey, something's up. You may want to think twice about approving this. So I don't know, Brandon, if you want to add anything. Maybe yeah. some stats about how many people we saved. Yeah, so this, this is an interesting one, something that we're pretty proud of. So on, so this, uh, like Francesco said, this feature is live on the Solana ecosystem at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually having real impact. So uh, as of today, uh, we've actually saved users from over 18,000 wallet draining transactions. Wow. So, 18,000 different instances where someone was about to get fished into sending all their NFTs and tokens. We were actually able to prevent those. Um, and in the last 30 days alone, uh, we've saved 3,000, around 3,000 unique users. Ooh, um, say it again for the regulators. How many is that? <laughs> yeah, around 3,000 unique users. And I mean, that that's crazy because the all of those users are very likely users that will never come back again if they get fished you know what i mean and so we're all trying so hard to you know bring all these users in um and yeah it's you know it's really up to everyone who's writing software in this space to provide like a safe and easy to use uh environment and so uh to kind of retain people well, here's another thing that's super important back to kind of philosophy for a second by the way i i tweeted this out guys and, and put it in the bankless discord so i'm getting some submissions and i don't know what chat's saying about what nft we should buy but like from a, a philosophy perspective um okay part of the reason i think we got in the situation we did in 2022 where we trusted a whole bunch of centralized exchanges and actors and we let sbf steal 16 billion dollars 
from crypto users in our industry is because we didn't have the tools in place to go bankless. And some of that is on us. Okay, not all of it, but some of that is on us. We've been trying to talk about education, but when it it's very difficult to get your crypto from an exchange and to start using a wallet. To the extent that that's difficult, we will have money that is locked in centralized providers and we won't be able to actually live up to the full potential of this decentralized peer-to-peer -peer money system like the reason we're all here. So we end up taking making compromises and sticking our uh, funds in a Celsius or a BlockFi because it's too hard. Not So to the extent that we are able to solve UX issues and keep it bankless, that is truly how we scale this industry. So I'm, I'm very bullish on tools like this. And this is like back to a theme. Look, we, we can talk about FTX. We're not doing a single FTX SBF episode this week, right, David? And the, what we want to focus in on is how we're actually rebuild this industry and tools like this are how we rebuild this industry on, on bankless principles. So I, I just want to hear from you guys again. So this is a non-custodial wallet, right? Mm -hmm. No one, we're not giving up our private keys to any third party. There's no bankers in the middle. There's no SBF. There's no Alex Mashinsky, like in your, in your transaction set that you're trusting with your private keys. This is completely bankless. Can you confirm that for me? It works the same way as MetaMask. It works fundamentally the same way as, as a Ledger hardware wallet. Can you confirm that for me and talk about that for a minute? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, consider that confirmed. So yeah, Phantom at its core is a non-custodial crypto wallet um, that helps users self-manage their their crypto. Uh, and not only, not only store it, and um, manage it safely, but also do stuff with it safely. Um, and so, you know, Phantom turns your browser, your existing browser or existing um, mobile phone into a crypto wallet and opens up a world of decentralized applications to users. And that's that's kind of really one of the core innovations of Web3 is the, the decentralized applications. Um, and yeah, we really are aiming to provide safe and easy access to that. Um, is this yeah. still seed phrase driven? Is there any kind of like social recovery type of aspect or is that kind of like out of reach for now? Uh, Cause that's another piece that's difficult for people. Smart contract mm -hmm. wallets have tried to solve anything mm -hmm. on that. So currently the, the key model is the same as MetaMask and, and where there is a secret recovery phrase, uh, that lives at the heart of the wallet, uh, in which you can derive an, a number of different addresses. Uh, we do support, um, hardware wallets as well. So you are similar to MetaMask, you're able to plug in your ledger and also save that as an entry that you can, you can use. Um, but yeah, key, key recovery and key management is definitely a huge area that we want to be innovating on in the future. Um, yeah. And things like account abstraction, um, social recovery, potentially smart contract wallets, MPC, et cetera. Those are, those are all things that are on the table for sure. Uh, and yeah, we are looking forward to pushing that forward. All right, David. Well, I, I think we bought us some time here. We're mm -hmm. ready to uh, put together a quick list of uh, shopping NFTs. list. Yeah, shopping list. Mm -hmm. I've got a few from from my side. I'm monitoring Discord and Twitter. Yeah. Do you have some to add? Yeah. Well, so from the chat, uh, Pudgies have definitely come up. Uh, Crypto yeah. Covens, which I'm a huge fan mm -hmm. of, uh, okay. has come up in the chat. Uh, Monaverse Space, which I'm unfamiliar with. Um, but if I could put my uh, hat in the ring, I would 100% uh, 
be down to purchase a crypto dick pet. <laughs> All right, the I, only I, I NFT that it. matters. Let me throw in my shopping list, uh, and several people are typing as well. Um, Stonies, not heard of Stonies by Satoshi's mom. Um, might be low price though. Maybe there's that. Um, Pudgy penguins came up on my cheap. side. Yeah. Stonies are cheap. Okay, uh, that that's the discount aisle we can shop in. Um, podcast NFTs mm. because the bankless community. This is not a self submission. Uh, <laughs> cock punch. Tim Ferriss was recently on wait, the podcast. Wait, our, our NFTs just came up there. What? Yeah, yeah, you're you're at front here. This is great. Ah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, poolies. By the oh, way, of poolies course. go poolies. to a good cause. All right, poolies are. Do you guys know poolies with a Y? Uh, P pooly. Uh, Ooh, puffers, P- puffers. Yeah. Well, so that's a pooly derivative. This is a pooly yeah, derivative? These are pooly MF or derivatives. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we yeah. should do the OG poolies. Yeah, I, I didn't we see that, find that one coming. The reason is poolies are cool because um, it goes to like... Um, <laughs> pool together there. got a lawsuit and it goes to the defense fund. That'd be one that, that'd be cool. Um, NARS? Have you heard of this? Chain runners? Anyway, <laughs> we got a few options here. Let's, let's pick one or two. Okay. We're getting greedy here. Um, buy all of our nfts <laughs> we should do like relatively cheap ones right crypto tech bots um i can send some more ethan if we're uh really You're ready to buy no, 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 no no save save your dollar your eth guys stake your eth don't spend it my, my only ask is that it's a uh, it's profile picture friendly because we're going to show off a personalization feature later <sighs> all right well david i know a few people who have that as their pfp but i okay. will Without it. shilling your bags, what do you think makes the most sense here? You're the NFT pro. I, I think, okay, so uh, MFers are CCO. Uh, poolies are go- good to, for a good cause. They're also cheap. I, I vote poolies. Uh, puffers, P- PFers. Pooly puffers? Pooly, yeah, yeah. The, the ones we're looking at right now. Yeah, yeah. Does okay. this go to a good cause too? Uh, I don't know, but okay. the, the pooly cheap. meme does. All right. We can buy a really nice one. <laughs> um, I don't know that it makes a difference. Does it, David? Okay. I, I don't. I'm, uh, this one resonates with me. Oh, yeah? What do you think? Unk, uh, pink, white. Nerd this glasses. One? Yeah, glasses are good. Gotta got have the glasses. Yeah. Gotta have the glasses. Right, let's do it. Seems like a fair price. So we're buying this on Blur. We're approving the transaction right now on the Phantom Wallet. And then we wait. Pending. It's pending. Is that, it's that Ethereum, so it's the slow. Phantom Wallet? This is from Blur, actually. Oh, okay, cool. From Blur. All right, so yeah, it's, it's a good old-fashioned ETH transaction. What? Um, Where are the gas fees on this? How much do we spend? I don't know. Uh, six, six dollars. Six bucks. And how much did we burn? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Just there like that. And now, can we see it in the Phantom Wallet? So you can see the balance went down. We should probably search for it, since we, have, we also are a power user. Pooly. I think PFER is what you want. Here they are. are. Great. Wow, that happened so fast. That populated so yeah. quickly. So it indexes like automatically? That's yeah. pretty magical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Since we just bought a brand new FNFT, we can also pin it. So if you in the top right, pin it. Now if we go back to the our page, First. it shows it right at the top. Oh. That's so cool. All right. Do, do you guys do you guys do here's a challenge. Do you guys do um sound NFTs? <laughs> how would how would a sound NFT we will... look at this? We we can we can play it. It just won't appear. the The image won't appear. Okay. 
right now. Well, let, let's do it. Let's buy Can we one. see an let's example? Can we have Can we buy Bankless? <laughs> I, I'm not the only should, the only podcast like... NFTs that exist. Yeah. You're not saying we should, but we're not saying that we shouldn't. Crypto <laughs> Renaissance is solid. Uh, a solid collectible. All right. Solid collectible. Two five eight. For Josh Rosenthal. This is great. Do you guys ever listen to this episode? The Crypto Renaissance episode? Yeah. Not, not so yet. Sad. There's a reason it's why so we started good. that one. First. They have the collectible. It's just... I'm not going to say it's my favorite. But it's my favorite. <laughs> All right, uh, wow, already done. Only $4. $4. But that must seem really high for you, for you guys coming from uh, <laughs> the, the beautiful salon. It is, it is fractions of a cent on, on some Polygon. Yeah. Or on Polygon. We just bought a uh sound nft podcast podcast and nft the crypto renaissance Ryan, we just bought our own collectible while live streaming we're totally gonna well, get liz warned well we didn't uh <laughs> what's the name of it uh it was there b a just search b a oh, okay. so yeah the preview wow. actually shows up well i can play it for the audience I don't think, the I, F. oh wow the sound is coming through the sound's coming through yeah Are, is everyone hearing that or is it just us wait so this the yeah, oh, no, no, drop the beat. Keep playing. It. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are the Phantom Walls already music NFT enabled. That's correct. Yeah. Wow, truly is happy now. And wow. we made a return on it too. Oh, because we bumped the oh, because we bumped the floor price because we bought the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but this tracks the returns from what market is this feeding from? Uh, I believe it's feeding from a few marketplaces. This is a, this is the floor. So if you were to sell the empty for the floor, we just increased the floor by buying it. So nice job, Bankless yeah. pumping our bags. And by being and by being on the Bankless podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Well, well um, done, guys. Thanks. I just wanted to show off one final thing, which is we bought this pulley before. Gonna set it as our avatar. Oh, show up nice. There. And what was that useful for? That just shows. You, okay, so you just know which wallet it is. You can just make it more. So this yeah, is my, this is mean, my gaming we, wallet. This is my NFT collection wallet. Totally. Burner wallets, burner, we, burner addresses. I think one of the hard things with multi-chain is um, like there's a lot of addresses to manage actually. And I think a lot of people rely on like skimming their, their like raw address to know which wallet it is. Do you know, I have some memorized. It's bad yeah, memorized. Yeah. Not like the full thing, but like I know the four digits in the front and the back. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's a bit harder when you're like, have three addresses to one account, quote unquote. Um, so we've, we've gone like, we've done a lot of user research and have gone pretty extend, uh, extensive lengths to like make this easier. So yeah, using as many visual cues as you can. So you can name it, you can put set a profile picture to it just so you remember which one it is. Um, that is super, that is super good. And it, I would remind folks like our analogy for uh, an address a crypto wallet address, your public mm-hmm. key. It's basically like um, it's your bank account number, right? right? Like it's kind of, and then you can you can put other property into it. So it's almost like a bank vault. But like how many of you know your 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 bank account number, right? That's on the bottom of a checkbook that you have. Like nobody knows that. And you shouldn't, that's the point. You shouldn't have to. <laughs> it should be abstracted away from you. Um, all right. So now, now it's the part where um, we get to ask you guys, the problem for everybody watching this episode uh, is that this is, not yet released mm-hmm. but that will change and when is that going to change when is this going to be live on uh ethereum and polygon you have it 
Yeah. So yeah, pretty excited to say that in the next few weeks. Um, 2022? Christmas? Before the holidays. Right. We will have not live to everyone, uh, but we will have an experience where you can go and if you download the normal, the production Phantom app, you can enter in a beta code and sort of evolve it from a monochain wallet to a multi-chain wallet uh, and use it in, a, in this beta phase through the holidays. Okay, cool. so let's be clear on what people need to do. So they should go to the phantom.app slash waitlist, slash waitlist site. And or follow us on Twitter because we'll be releasing the beta codes on Twitter too. And then you release beta codes on Twitter. Do you have a beta code right now that you can release? <laughs> oh, well, we could. They, it's not actual right now though because we haven't submitted... Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we can so create. We can create a bankless code yeah. for you guys. Can we just do a bankless code so that people don't even have to remember if they watch this episode and they listen to it, then they could just go to this phantom app slash waitlist and type in bankless and they get this. That'd be. We really can just cool. make one up now. It's like yes, yeah. So for sure, we can do one that's called just bankless. Just bankless. Yeah. Awesome. And then they have to. What are they downloading? If they they do they have to hit the download button for it to convert? Um, so you just download the normal. In normal apps, okay. so nothing special. And then there will, there will be a beta code redemption flow and uh, just go from there. Phantom.app slash download. Guys, I uh, just got the uh, Twitter bot notification that a bankless NFT was sold. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Supporting a show. <laughs> um, no, this is great. Um, do we have to ask, the, is, does the chat want to know anything else, David? Uh, is there going to be a phantom token ever? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Something that we could talk about probably for for a while, but in the uh, short to medium term, we don't have any plans to do a token. Okay. Um, I can elaborate, but um, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that right now we're pretty much laser focused on making sure that the user experience is as safe and easy to use as possible uh, before you know overcomplicating things. So, I think people are a little uh, tired. Uh, of like, fatigue. yeah, token fatigue for a while. So, uh, uh, that's perfectly okay. We're in the, we're in the build market now. Um, not in the, in the token market. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for, for joining us. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm, mean, this is great news for uh, the entire crypto community and really excited to see, uh, that you guys are, are coming back home as you said, and, uh, and deploying here. I think this will expose it to a whole bunch more users. Uh, so, uh, we appreciate you sharing this with us. Yeah, thanks so much, Ryan and David. It was, it was a lot of fun. Da- yeah, David, do we end with the, the Alpha Leak with the regular stuff? Uh, yes. Chris yes, and disclaimers? Do. Yes. Do you say those? Uh, yeah, I do. Do you, you want to say them then? or should uh, I? No, I don't have them in front of me, so you have to. I kind of want you to do it from memory. <laughs> Risk and disclaimers, Bankless Nation. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone. Crypto is risky. DeFi is risky. I'll do this in a slightly different order. Uh, but we are glad you are with us on the Bankless journey. Uh, thanks a lot. And cheers, guys. Well done, David. <laughs>